They're talking about the feds and I'm like, yeah, good. The feds didn't raise the rate. And then they said, but did you read the fine print? And the fine print was, we're not raising rates this time, but we are going to raise rates likely the next time. So they were just putting you on notice so that the, I guess they don't want the stock market to just go up because, you know, the stock market, even though it's a gambling casino, you know, they look for any market cue to decide if they're going to go up or go down. So here it goes. Article from uh, Common Dreams. With inflation down, economists demand Fed permanently halt dangerous rate hiking. I'm going to talk about why it's not only dangerous, but it just shows you why our economic system is a fraud. But I'll, I'll point that out a bit later. It says, after the latest consumer price index update signal cooling inflation, the Federal Reserve interest rate setting committee on Wednesday temporarily paused hikes. Magic word there, temporarily paused hikes. You know, when you're reading these documents, you have to read the words and, and, and not fall for the, 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 what many times the headline is, right? Pause hikes. As approach, uh, the progressive economists and others want the panel to continue. The Federal Open Markets Committee confirmation that, it, and as expected, it will keep the federal funds rate at five and a quarter uh, following 10 consecutive hikes since early 2022 that have increased generated concerns of a recession and major job losses. I want to pause there because the Fed Chair Powell went in front of the banking committee at, uh, in, in, in the Senate and Hil uh, Elizabeth Warren asked him, she, she said, hey, what happens to employment as you are raising these rates? And he wanted to give her a cagey answer. He didn't want to tell her what happens, right? And then uh, uh, she says, uh, why is it that you want to uh, throw two million people out of work? And he said, I, 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 I don't want to do that. And then she said, but it's in your document. You said you have to drop on You have to increase employment by 2% to get inflation down. It's in your document. You wrote that, which in effect, you're saying for this system to work, we have to put Two million more people in pain. You don't want to tell the general American public that statement, but you want to tell, you want to do that. You want to see unemployment going up, right? Now, ask yourself this question. What economic system is predicated on people being out of work? That's number one. And what humane system tries to take away social services at the same time you're trying to increase unemployment because you want to keep prices from going higher and higher and higher again. Okay? So those are the statements right there that I want. As you're listening to me, I want you to keep those two things in the back of your head. I'm going to continue reading, and then I want to bring some analysis to this. University of California, Berkeley professor and former Labor Secretary Robert Reich. I, everybody knows Robert Reich was the former uh, president secretary. I mean, uh, 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 what is it? Labor secretary for Bill Clinton back in the 90s, right? I interviewed him about three times. The Federal Reserve, this is what he said. The Federal Reserve is pausing interest rates hikes for the time being. Good, 
Reich said Wednesday, and interest rates have risen to cool the economy. Who do you think has shouldered the burden? Working people. There's no reason to continue punishing them when they are not to blame for inflation. U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren uh, has also repeatedly raised alarm about the increase size last year and welcomed the newly announced pause while urging long-term shift in strategy. Let's go into a little bit of Economics 101. This is what I said I was going to explain. Uh, prices went up. In order for prices to go down, uh, the Fed would like to create less demand. And when you get less demand, meaning less people will get it, will be buying cars, less people buying homes, less people buying refrigerators, etc. That's what they want to force on us. So how do they force that on us? They force that on us by increasing the price that it costs us to borrow money to buy the refrigerator, the car, and all these things. From a humane standpoint, what does that tell you? That tells you that for the people who must borrow to purchase, the government is saying, not the government, but the Fed's saying, that we are going to take the money that you would have otherwise have had to get a loan to buy a car, a refrigerator, a dryer, or whatever. We are going to take that money away from you. Not that you can use that money to serve you, but we are going to take it away from you. The rich person who does not have to borrow money to buy anything, they can just continue to spend. So therefore, rate hikes to solve inflation is anti, not only anti-democratic because they are, ex they are taking your money when they increase interest rates by choice. But it is also inhumane because what they're saying is for you poor people, for you middle class people who must take out a loan to get some service or some product today, we are telling you no. But the rich person can continue because they don't have to get a loan to get those things. That's one part of the equation. But the second part of the equation is as follows. And I've stated this many times in, in, in previous shows. Check this out. What caused the inflation? If you take a look at a productivity chart, it says that the American people, we, the American people, have been some of the most productive people in the world. In other words... What the amount of our labor that it took to make a car has gone down substantially, way down. We have robots working. We have artificial intelligence working. We have new techniques working that we, the people, all of us together through our universities that all of us have paid for. We have created structures to make the, the actual work that we have to go out there and do every day, we have made it much, much more productive. So it takes less of us to make more things. So therefore, we can make that much more things, which in theory should be bringing prices way down. Productivity has been going through the roof. But no. What is stated and what is seen when you go and you watch TV and you watch what they tell you about Wall Street, 
every time you see them getting more money, more profits, etc., every time you see that, remember, that is them winning the spoils game. In other words, as you are more efficient, as you are more productive, they don't say, hey, John, hey, Amy, you are making more widgets, you're making more tires, you're making more refrigerators per unit, you are making more stuff. That's selling for the same price. So therefore, you are due a raise in your wages. But for over 40 years under Reaganomics, supply-side economics that then got promoted by every single president thereafter, they kept that money for the shareholders and the executives. And nobody says anything about it because you do not control the means of the airwaves. You control KPFT because you guys are fully, we are fully funded by you. We don't owe anything to the corporate state. We owe nothing to corporate America. We just owe things to you, the truth. Now, what am I saying? Let me continue, my dear brothers and sisters. So as it turns out now, they increase the interest. The only people that pay the price of that increased rate are people who have to borrow. And the only people who have to borrow are people that are not inherently rich or people that do not, again, are poor. All right? In other words, middle class folks or poor folks. And therefore, they're asking you to solve the inflation. But where did inflation come from? How did we get inflation? Several ways, and none of you are at fault for it. None of you are at fault for it. It's all the businessmen that have done it to you. Let's start. For several decade after decade after decade after decade, they had this stuff called offshoring. And when they offshore, put your job in China, Vietnam, etc. And this is where I'm going to break it down technically. When they throw those jobs over there, Oh, yes, Americans didn't complain too much in as much as we lost all those jobs in the textile sector in North Carolina, South Carolina, as, as well as many manufacturing jobs in the Midwest went to Asia, etc., because they would work for even more slave labor wages. All, the, all, all those jobs went overseas. But you know what it meant for the average American, the, the ones that were not in manufacturing and the ones who didn't lose their jobs? It means that because the Vietnamese and the Chinese all worked for slave labor, what it meant is that Americans were marginally happier because, hey, I could go buy a piece of a shirt for two cents. I could buy, I could buy a, a, a toy for my kid for a dollar. All these things were cheaper. Yes, they were cheaper, but at what cost? At what cost were they cheaper? Okay, so we offshored everything. At the same time, we didn't want, we created something called just-in-time inventory. What is just-in-time inventory? It means, ah, the businessman found another way to make some profits. Normally, if you are importing a lot of stuff or have a lot of stuff coming from a factory, you want to have a large enough inventory so that if that factory burns down, so that if there's a hurricane in the middle of the Atlantic where that ship that is leaving Taiwan, that is leaving Xi'an, I mean, uh, Shanghai, that is leaving uh, uh, Vietnam, 
that, that those ships that are leaving that place in case they get stuck in a hurricane, in case two or three of them sink, whatever the case is, you still have your supply chain. You still have stuff in storage. You still have inventory that you still can sell things. That way, prices don't go up because of shortages. The only reason for a price to go up is if you have a shortage of that thing to, to sell or the raw materials to create that product increase, or the labor used to create that product, you know, you have strikes and all of that, that forces, but labor is never the problem right now. But anyhow, so these guys created choke points. One, they're manufacturing everything overseas. Two, they don't protect themselves against hurricanes or pandemics. All right, let's keep going, baby, because you are not responsible for any of this stuff now. So what, what was a big, big turnaround? A pandemic. A pandemic is worse than a hurricane because it is, it, it is universal. It is worldwide. So what did that do to the supply chain? That meant that the, the toys weren't being made or shipped. It also means that uh, th there are a lot of these things that you could no longer get. It means there are a lot of less labor out there because a lot of people are sick. And then you don't have inventory, so you have spot shortages. And that's what we got. So that's what caused inflation, the spot shortages, etc. But guess what else the pandemic did? The pandemic reduced demand for a whole lot of stuff. That is why at one time we had the oil companies asking, were selling oil at a negative rate. In other words, they still had to produce the oil out of some of these wells. So the oil was coming up, but there was no buyers. So they were starting to pay people to buy oil. Negative inflation for oil in the oil markets, all right? So that would mean the price of gasoline should have fell through the, through the floor, but it never did. In fact, during the pandemic, what happened was the price of gasoline as well went up. It's a fraud. And it's a fraud that enough are not reporting about, brothers and sisters. It's a fraud that we should all know. And very few people are telling you these truths. Very few people. And again, like I said, as I'm stating these things that many are not talking about or the news media is not saying, please, there's documentation and fact-based Data that you can fact check what I'm saying anywhere, everywhere. And I'm giving you the narrative to point that out. So we have this glut of oil. We never got the price drop in, in gas as it should have been, which should have been pennies on the dollar based on the amount of glut that we had. But if you doubt that there was really a glut, as, as prices were going up in gasoline, I was like, this is a fraud. There is ample supply of gasoline. There was so, I mean, of oil to create gasoline. There was such an ample supply that Saudi Arabia last year cut 2 million barrels of oil a day. There is so much oil on the market today that Saudi Arabia says they are cutting another million barrels of oil. Don't let them fool you about this inflation crap. Uh, Katie Porter, Representative Katie Porter, did a study and found out that, yes, supply chain and shortages was responsible for when inflation was at 8.59%, was responsible for about 
half, more than half, 52% of the inflation was caused by, yes, truly the supply chain, people weren't manufacturing, we had a shortage, there was also an avian flu that affected the eggs, etc. But everything else should have been just fine. Everything else, to put it bluntly, many things, because there was lack of demand, should have fallen, but it never happened. They kept their money. And if you want to know if it's true that, that uh, yeah, these guys, inflation should not have been there. If you want to know if that is true, brothers and sisters, I ask you to remember one thing. Go look up all the Wall Street notices that went out and notice how the profits during the pandemic were going through the roof. Watch how what happened last year. That was your money. That was them saying, you know what? We can simply redistribute the money from the poor and the middle class to us. Every time you go and watch a Wall Street report, as I did yesterday on the show, I pointed out to you yesterday where all these companies were telling their stockholders, the people that they have to tell the truth to, they were telling them all, we are in a scheme now where we can raise prices at will. And in raising prices at will, we are guaranteeing that your stock prices are going to go up because we're going to have stock buybacks. And we are guaranteeing you that we are going to be giving you more dividends because we have what's known as pricing power. And how do they? And, and instead of the government saying, like Nixon did, and this is where I brought what Tory had to say yesterday. Uh, Nixon, things were going completely amok. Where the private sector, the corporations were again had price and power. They were ripping people off left and right in the seventies, early seventies, late sixties, and Nixon came in and Nixon said, "Wage and price controls. This BS will stop." Nixon wasn't a good guy. But the uh, inflation was going to terrorize the entire system. And you know what? On, in, from day one to day two, inflation went to zero. Okay? Because he said you can't raise your prices anymore. You can't stiff the American people anymore. You know, everybody wants a private sector more efficient. Pri no, the private sector is only more efficient if you have humane people running the private sector. Capitalism, there's nothing humane about it because inside of that doesn't say we care about what these structures do to the human being. And that's why we must have capitalism regulated by strong regulation. And by the way, when you have that, it's no longer really capitalism. It's something else. It's still the strong private sector, but with controls that prevent it from damaging humanity, which is what we should have. Right? So we pay the pain when the feds raise rates. Remember what they're doing. They're saying we are putting the burden on inflation, something created by corporate America to make a profit and for their dereliction of duty as they manufactured overseas. As we realize the dereliction of our duty, Biden comes into the fold and Biden says, oh my God, all our chips are being made in Taiwan. What happened when China invades Taiwan? They have a hold on the chip market. Many of those chips designed with our intellect, the intellect of the great American people. 
and China will control it because we decided to manufacture all these things overseas because the corporate state, the corporates want to keep it all. So they manufacture for cheap labor, right? So now, in order to manufacture here in the United States again, what do we do? You know, they always talk about the welfare queen that gets a few pennies. Well, we give billions to the private sector, billions to the corporate Americans to go ahead. Corporate, these corporate guys now got billions of our money to go ahead and build the chip factories here in the United States. So we had to bribe them to bring, we had to bribe them to come back to the United States. Talk about patriotic, eh? They didn't believe in doing their patriotic duty of being and making American products. Let's be American, folks. But they like to talk about those of us who want a humane system like we are anti-American. We are not. We are the most pro-American people on the planet because we care about humanity. We care about our American brothers and sisters. But they care about the corporate dollar. Folks. What I'm saying, I beg of thee, look it up. Because sometimes you say things that are so out of the norm from what you hear on TV that you say, can that really be true? Or is Egberto just blowing smoke up my you-know-what? Please look it up. Fact check. Double check the things that I'm saying. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you that you'll be shocked. The thing that most, the, the things that that our politicians, specifically neoliberal Democrats and Republicans at large, the things that they assume, they know, is that most people are not going to fact check what they're saying. Most people are not going to pick up a book and read. Most people are going to say, you know what? It couldn't be. I just listened to what my politician have to say. My lying politician. There are good ones out there, and they're called progressives. And I'm not saying that to be partisan or whatever, because remember, I hit up neoliberal Democrats just as much as I hit up Republicans, because it's about humanity. It's about do you care about people? Now, I have a couple, one person in the, in the room, my good friend Eric, refuses to accept or read on his own reality. My brother, I will continue to engage you. I will continue to engage you. Forget about talking about college and the price and power that the colleges have. That is a, you're, 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 you're continuing to enslave your mind by going to the places the politicians want you to go to. Stop it. Start thinking humanity. When you think humanity, then you can think policies, economic policies that serve us all economic policies that serve us all. I want us to, again, like I said, folks, I always tell people to fact check because I don't, I don't want folks to, I, I want things to have stay in power in our minds. In other words, I want to make sure that you just don't think there's somebody blowing smoke here, that there's just somebody hyperventilating here. I want you to go ahead and fact check what I'm saying, you won't ever hear a Hannity to tell you that. You won't ever hear a Rush Limbaugh of the past tell you that. You won't ever have 
any of these charlatanes telling you that. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.